This week we will talk about indie hacking, and we have a special guest today, Pauline. Pauline is a data science manager and a consultant at IBM, where she has worked for eight years. She's also an indie hacker and is working on a few side hustles in crypto and generative AI. And one of her latest projects allows uploading a few selfies and it generates a lot of cool and stylish pictures. And I use this service too. So welcome, Pauline. Hi, I'm glad to be invited here. The questions for today's interview were prepared by Johanna Bayer. Thanks, Johanna, for your help. Before we go into our main topic of indie hacking, let's start with your background. Can you tell us about your career journey so far? Yeah, sure. So I started as an engineer. And uh, when I, I studied engineering at school, but at this time, eight years ago, uh, data science was very new. So there wasn't any courses about it, just one in France, actually, but I wasn't in this school. So, well, I applied to IBM because it was my dream to work there. And, uh, well, it was a match. I was accepted. I studied as a junior data scientist, but as I didn't learn it before because there wasn't any lesson, I learned by myself. And uh, then I became a senior consultant in data science two years later. And it's been um, yeah three or four years. I'm a manager now. And aside of this, I am an indie hacker from my beginning this year. It's been a year, actually, more or less exactly one year. And we will tell more about it in this interview. Okay, so your first job after graduating was IBM and you're still at IBM. I'm still at IBM, yes. That's very impressive. People usually don't stick around for that long at one company. Uh, yes, so you, I know. You must like but... your job. You must like it a lot. Yes, I like it indeed. So what do you do as a data consultant at IBM? Yeah, when you are a data consultant, it means I work in data science area, but for various clients. I work from project to project. A project is a mission. It can last one month or four years, for example. I think my shortest mission uh, lasted uh, one month and the longer one, uh, two years. So it really depends. And I see various clients, various domains. I'm not specialized in a special this business. So I work in banks, aerospatial, automotive, and also on different uh, data science contexts, which can be like predict uh, sales or explainability models. So yeah, I'm not specialized. And it's a choice, actually. Mm -hmm. So the way it works is a customer approaches IBM, says, hey, I have this kind of project. Give us some people to work on this project. And you, along with your team, you join the client and you work with them on a particular project, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, usually I'm working on a team and there is like uh, two or four data scientists I'm working with. And I'm more in the managing part now, but uh, I can also do the models and help by coding, uh, usually in Python most of the time. What, what do you do as a managing partner? What kind of responsibilities do you have? I'm not a partner, but uh, ah, as, as managing as, consultant, right? Or yeah, yes, as manager, you ensure that uh, the models are created, that it fits the client's needs. You are also uh, the relation between the clients and the team. I can uh, present the results, what we achieved, what is in the roadmap, 
that kind of tasks. Okay, yeah, interesting. And uh, I don't know if you can discuss that, but maybe if you can, what are some interesting projects that you worked on at IBM? Yes, I won't name the clients, but uh, I worked for uh, two years to detect some laundry money. Ah, laundry, I... money laundering, okay. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I know it's uh, a <laughs> server, but yeah, and it was uh, very interesting because I had to think as a person that can uh, do money laundering. So uh, I have the, <laughs> like they say, okay, I have this data, what can I do? And I was uh, working on two years past data. So I had to build in team, uh, not just me, a model system to detect strange behavior, let's say. So how can uh, you think as a money launderer? But first, there is some patterns that are famous, like, I don't know, you do some sport bet, and uh, you say, okay, I think it's a tennis match, for example, uh, Nadal Federer, and you say, okay, Nadal is, uh, will win, and you also bet that Federer will win. So at the, in the end, you will have spent some money on both. So of course, you will lose money, but the, the aim is not to... Uh, for someone who wants to do money laundry, he doesn't want to earn money, but to lose the less possible. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a nice strategy. Yeah, and what was interesting is that uh, I started to frame the project and uh, I see it, it until the end, uh, the deployment part, yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's all quite interesting and I want to ask more. But that's not the main topic today, right? So the main topic today is what you started one year ago. As you said, it's indie hacking. So yeah. maybe can you tell us what indie hacking actually is? Indie hacking is uh, when you are building projects. I'm not sure if this, this is the exact definition, but uh, it's uh, to build projects and to monetize them. So without any funding, like what was famous before, because I think this is a new trend. What was famous before is you have a project, you pitch deck, uh, you do a pitch deck, and you are trying to find investors to invest in uh, your company. But I don't do this. I build with uh, another friend. We are free, actually, but two of us build it, and uh, the other one helps us with administrative and legal. And yes, we build this on our free time, so we don't have any pressure. We launch when we can. <laughs> like we wanted to launch something this week, but it will be delayed. <laughs> but it, mm -hmm. it's okay. We don't have any pressure. Nobody knows about it. So yeah, that's my definition. Mm -hmm. So basically, during uh, daytime, you work at IBM as a manager, yes. data science manager, but after work, after, I don't know, 5 p.m. or 6 p.m., you work on your side projects. Yes, exactly, and mm -hmm. during weekend. And uh, it was great because in December, I had a lot of holidays, so I could have, mm -hmm. I worked a lot on my projects. Yeah, I know in France, you get a lot of holidays, right? A lot of vacation days. Uh, yes, we have quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good country for indie hacking, right? Yes. So indie, I guess, means independent, right? So that's the part that you said that you don't get any funding from anyone. You just start uh, 
working on a project and then you see what happens. And the goal that we have is monetizing this project, earning money with this project. Yes, exactly. It, it doesn't cost a lot. It's just servers, but uh, we don't need funding. Mm -hmm. Why hacking though? So indie is independent, yeah. but why hacking? Why not just indie, I don't know, projects or indie work or yeah. hacking is more attractive? Or what? I'm not the one who invented this work, to be honest. I, I reveal it. I don't know. Some people say indie maker. Some mm -hmm. others say uh, bootstrappers. So there are different synonyms. And, uh, well, I don't know, but uh, I use it. <laughs> Some time ago, I was into games. And in games, there was also this concept of indie developers. So usually there is, a, like, when you have a game, then you work with some sort of a publisher, right? So who then promotes the game, distributes it, right? But there are some indie developers who don't rely on these publishers on this network. So they just create a game and then they use their own channels for distribution. I guess it's kind of a similar idea. But here, like, instead of funding, you have independent channels, right? Yes. Okay. And tell us about your projects that you do as a part of your indie hacking. Yeah, so this everything started with Cryptopy, that it's my first project. Actually, Cryptopy was at the very beginning, it was uh, me. I did some trading of uh, crypto and I noticed some patterns in charts. And I was like, okay, uh, that could be great to automate some things that could tell me whenever a crypto uh, reacts in some way. Uh, I was trading with uh, technical indicators. So at this time, it was, I think, five years ago, I hadn't very much uh, development skills. So it was two years ago during the COVID that we were allowed to uh, travel in France. But we had to be uh, there on night uh, at home. It was, I think it's called ceasefire in English. Not sure. Yeah. Curfew. No, curfew. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's curfew. So, yes. And uh, I, I visited some friends and uh, one of them is developer. So I, I told her, hey, do you want to work with me on this project? Uh, because it really took a lot of time to trade. And uh, she said yes. So we built our own solution to be alerted whenever a crypto matches our, our strategy. We used it. We also automated some part to trade, but uh, we used it for a year and it was very profitable. And so I thought, okay, it's uh, great for us. So maybe we can also offer it to others. So we launched uh, an offer of uh, alert alerting in crypto. Yeah, it was in September that we launched the offer. Okay, so first you use it for your own, only for yourself, right? So you use it for trading crypto and it wasn't public, right? So just you and your friend used it. But then you thought um, it could be useful for others too and then you made it public. Exactly. We used it uh, privately and... Uh, but. Uh, the company was created in January of last year, but in September we launched the offer and it wasn't a success at all. <laughs> but, it wasn't? No, 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 no. It's, uh, it's very hard because uh, this is not my audience. I don't uh, know a lot of traders, so it's hard to be known in this uh, domain. 
And it's okay. I mean, we build it for us, so we learn from it. But uh, that was the beginning. And then we say, okay, but we launched one offer. Why not launch something else? Mm-hmm. But at least you made money with this tool anyways, for your own trading. Uh, yes. Okay, so that That's was useful awesome. anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you said it wasn't successful at the end, but I'm still curious, like between the time you realized that it's useful for others and the time when you actually launched it, what happened? And like, how uh, did it go from like, what did you do exactly okay. from that moment? to You said uh, in January, you opened the company, you started the company, right? But then uh, you were doing something in other months, right? Between January and September. So what did yeah, you do so, there? Oh, between January and... Uh... In January, we created the company because it was uh, better for us to have money in common. We used both our system on our side, so we had to maintain two systems, which was a bit time-consuming. So we decided to create one company in order to join our investing mm-hmm. money and maintain only one solution. So that's why. And uh, then I think it was in August that we say, okay, we can launch uh, an offer. And it was very quick to transform it to an offer uh, because everything was coded. So we just had to do a landing page and uh, yeah, a bit of legals, things like that. But it didn't take much time. Mm-hmm. And what did you use for the landing page? What did I use? Uh, I created... What is this maybe? Can you tell us what, what it is? Why do you need a landing page? Like, isn't just it's enough to just create? Like the app and expect people to join? Well, by landing pages of our website, I mean, it's not uh, an app on, on the mobile or things like that. Like people have to know about it. So we, yes, we created a landing page and I created uh, from scratch. I think I had uh, on, my, on my site because I already built some websites. So I reused a lot <laughs> and changed, uh, of course, the content, images, etc. Yeah, just use something like Bootstrap, I guess, and then put some text there and like a button, sign up here, right? That's what the landing page is. Exactly, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you did this, and then you also said that you needed to take care of some legal part. So what was there? What did you need to take care of? It was a a product to monetize, so you have to take care of uh, doing, I don't know, the privacies or uh, terms of use. Uh, mm-hmm. Things like that. Also, you have to think about okay, if I want to monetize, I also need a payment system. So find it and integrate it to our app. Yes, that kind of things mm-hmm. that you don't have to think about if you build it for only yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this privacy policy and all these things. I guess so. You you don't want to get sued, right? If uh, somebody loses money. Yes, no, I don't. So <laughs> we say we are not uh, advice or at first we wanted to let people automate their trade, but legally it's very complicated. So we don't. We just mm-hmm. let people say their strategy and uh, they are alerted when the crypto match their strategy. Mm-hmm. And what does your friend do? Is she also in data science or she's a developer? No, she's a Java developer. Java developer. Okay. Yeah. Is this what you used for Cryptopy? Java? No, we used uh, Python uh-huh. because I wanted to be able to modify the code. 
And also because uh, with Python, there is a framework that you can use for web development. It's mm -hmm. called Flask. Mm -hmm. uh, so we used it. But uh, we could also have used Java and uh, do some front with this. But uh, this is not a technology I know. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we use Python, and uh, the last, uh, there is one feature that she did in, in Java. Mm -hmm. I see. So you both work on uh, everything, or how do you split responsibilities between the two of you? So for Cryptopia, I think at first it was equally uh, for the development. And then when we say, we thought about uh, doing uh, an offer for people, so to launch our offer, uh, we split it and she does the development and I'm more in the marketing part and trying to find relationships, etc. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you do in marketing? So it's, I guess, mainly promoting, letting people know that this thing exists, right? So you, so you said that you had problems with this. So how did you try to, to approach that? Oh, yeah. For, for CryptoPay, it was very difficult. I, and it was also my very first experience because as you know, uh, my real job, uh, my day job is in data science, so it's not related to marketing. It can be by exploring some marketing models, but it's not the same as doing a marketing. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I try like to join some Facebook groups or Reddit, but I was banned <laughs> very quickly. I said, okay, this is not a good approach. So I started Twitter also this summer, so I I thought okay I could use Twitter to speak to people, and uh, yeah, so I did this. But um, very quickly we noticed that it was very uh, difficult to reach an audience for uh, crypto traders. Uh, I also contacted a lot of people from crypto, influencers, etc. But uh, well, influencers are very <laughs> difficult to reach. It's you have to get money to, mm -hmm. so we couldn't afford it. So yes, very quickly we said, okay, it will be very difficult to monetize this offer. So we leave it like that, and we will start to build other projects. And mm -hmm. that's also when I started Unreal. Yeah. Before we go into your second project, I'm really curious about that too. Maybe you can mention how much it costs you to maintain this thing, Ryan. So you said you're not actively working on this right now. It's just there. But I guess it's also, you have to pay for hosting and for other things. I'm wondering how expensive it is to just let it run in the background. Yeah, it costs about 10 euros a month. Oh, not that expensive. I guess no, that's uh -huh. okay. Well, I guess if more people start using it, it will be more expensive, right? Yeah, probably, but not that much because... Yeah, I'm not sure it will be very much more costly because it mm -hmm. doesn't use much databases and mm -hmm. yeah, so I don't know. From what I see, I saw some other ideas or some other projects in this space of indie hacking. Most of these projects are rather small. They are quite small. They are focused on a specific problem. And yeah, is it the, the correct observation? So you want is it, to... sorry? Most of the projects in indie yeah. hacking space, they are very small. They focus on a specific problem and they, they don't do much except for solving this particular problem. Yes. Yes, it's called like a niche market. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, this is exact. And uh, so you try to validate an ID. So you start with a small project. If it works, then you invest more time 
to improve it. And if it doesn't, you have to say, okay, I exit and you start another one. Mm-hmm. So tell us about the other one you had. Yeah, so I was actually in holidays and uh, I saw Dream Booth and uh, also someone called Levelcio on, uh, on Twitter that uh, explained that he built a system to where you can send picture of yourself and it transform it to new pictures. So I was wondering how he did this. So I, I made some research and uh, finally I told about it to my friends to start this and say, yes, uh, let's do the same. So we didn't uh, reinvent the wheel, but uh, we wanted to try it. So we launched very quickly because we had uh, most of the development done. So, yeah, I think we launched in a few weeks uh, after the ID. So it was a kind of a side project first uh, because we have our work and uh, also because we were actually working on a Twitter tool that we, I hope we will launch uh, very soon. <laughs> okay. So you said that this project, it's called Unreal Me IO, right? Yes. Um, so this project, you sent a few pictures of yourself. And then what it does, it uses Dreambooth, you said? Like it uses something to create new pictures from the pictures you sent. Yes. And you said you first saw it tweet, and then you thought, okay, I can do this. Uh, and then you contacted your friends who liked the idea, and you released it in a couple of weeks. Exactly. Right? So can you walk us through like what exactly did you do from seeing this between seeing this tweet and actually releasing? What did you need to do? Okay, so first we we studied and we were wondering, okay, uh, should we uh, start from scratch with Dreambooth? Dreambooth that is a library and uh, a model. Should we use it uh, with our own GPU? Because as it's fine-tuning images, it uses GPU and is very expensive. So we had this choice, or otherwise we could use an API, an API to do the fine tuning. So we chose uh, solution two because we want it to be fast. Yeah, so what happened is we have this idea, so we have to build a system to do the API calls and uh, also to store images of uh, the people in case send it and uh, to get the result. When the result is done, we have to store it and send the picture to the persons. So we have this to do and also to launch, like uh, talking about it in the in Twitter uh, mainly. But uh, what is fun about it, it's our first, first sales wasn't on Twitter and we didn't launch yet. It was because I subscribe to a list of Black Friday and uh, someone saw it. I don't know how. <laughs> so yeah, that's fun. Okay, so I just want to summarize. So first yeah. you saw the idea, right? So you saw the idea that there is this algorithm called Dream Booth that takes pictures in and then creates new pictures. And then you like the results and you wanted to make a project, like a small software as a service project that other people can use. Right? then uh, what you did, because, correct me if I'm wrong, that you found an API that uses this algorithm and then you built uh, like your project around this API, right? Exactly, yes. 
so I guess this is another service that you you used, right? So you you needed to pay them. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is an API, and uh, it doesn't take care of uh, storing images and all that. So what you needed to build was like all these things, like uh, getting images you know, from the API, saving them somewhere, and then sending to the customers, right? Yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, you said your first sale came from even before you went live, so you put the link somewhere? Yes, uh, there was a list of uh, Black Friday deals. It mm -hmm. was this week that we launched. So I just subscribed, but uh, I didn't imagine someone would see it, <laughs> to mm -hmm. be honest. And, uh, well, yeah, someone saw it. <laughs> okay. and how did you do the launch? I talked about it on Twitter, and... I also use some personal media like my personal Instagram or Facebook. But I think uh, mainly all sales came from Twitter and also uh, the Black Friday uh, sites because there was other sales from mm -hmm. this website. Okay. So what did you do? Like, how did you announce this on Twitter? Did you just say, okay, this is our new cool project, go check it out? Or Yeah, something like that. And uh yeah, I also uh, displayed some picture of myself. Saying, so this was done using uh, Unreal Me. Yes, that's pretty it. Maybe there's some better way, but I'm still learning uh, this job. <laughs> yeah, I cannot think of a better way, probably. That's the... Uh, and you, I guess, also rely on other people sharing the results. Yes, exactly. Some people share the results. You were one of them. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, also I so it displayed on the website so other people can have some example in order to see the results. Mm -hmm. And also if they want, they can uh, ask the user, is it really working? I don't know. Yeah, your results were pretty impressive. For my pictures, it didn't work well. But the reason for that is when I saw that you launched this, uh, I just took my phone, I took a few selfies from different backgrounds, from different angles, uh, and that was it. But I guess you used uh, a lot of different images, right? So it wasn't from one day. Yes, I remember when you tried, You, had, I think you had a green shirt. Because on all your results, you have a green shirt. And AI is not magic. I mean, if you send only picture where you are like that, mm -hmm. you will be like that on the results. Uh, that's... Uh, but it's not magic. <laughs> so what was the main challenge here for this project? So in the previous project, you said the main challenge was reaching the target audience, the crypto traders, and it's not easy. But what was the main challenge here? Mm, I think the main challenge was also customer acquisition is very hard. But uh, at least with this project, we made some sales not enough to uh, be ramen profitable, which is a, a target uh, very famous when you are in MDI King. But um, I think, yeah, the main issue was to reach people and also to get some not too high prices. Uh, but at the very beginning, it was very difficult because it cost, I think, it was uh, 15 euros per fine tuning. Mm -hmm. So you had also our cost, so it was uh, uh, difficult to do some uh, low prices. And uh, also it's something that is not very useful. I mean, it's fun to have a picture of yourself 
<laughs> in AI, but it can be useful. I know yeah, you can use it like for professional, for LinkedIn. I know some people use it for Tinder, but it's... Uh... It's a nice use case. So somebody <laughs> actually uses it for Tinder, right? <laughs> so that's what he told me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have his testimonial on the website? Like, okay, like I used this uh, Unreal Me uh, no. for Tinder and I found the love of my life, no? <laughs> that would be a great story, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so I guess in both of these cases, reaching the target audience was the main problem. Yes. Is it always exactly. the case? Like you build yeah. something and uh, you cannot expect that people will just come? You need to proactively promote it? You have to proactively, yeah. And this is something that is, you really, really see it when I made sales. Every time when I talk about it, that it doesn't happen just like that. Another issue is uh, the time, of course. I was lucky for Unreal Me because my friend was still on a maternity leave. So she had time because she was alone at home and uh, sometimes with the baby, but I know that sometimes she had some times. Sometimes babies sleep, right? Yes, exactly. And when you are alone, I guess you, I you do indie hacking. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so having also, you think about a lot of features that you can do, but uh, of course, we are limited in time. Mm -hmm. And what motivates you to do this? Like, why did you even start working on indie hacking? Because you wanted to learn more outside of your job? Or what was the main driver for you? Yeah, I think uh, I enjoy uh, the ideation part, like thinking about things that uh, could be done. And I also like to create. So that's something that uh, motivates me, yes. And this is very, I think it's in addition to my work, because I like my work, but... Uh, not that you do every time the same at your work because it's really not true, but this is kind of a personal project and I can work on whatever I want. So mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting. Does it help at your, like the skills that you acquire through these projects, through indie hacking? Do they help you with your main job? Uh, actually, yes, because it gave me a new culture. Before uh, India King, I use my free time to do whatever things. And now this free time, I use it also to know more about AI, about data. So I guess it's profitable for <laughs> IBM, of course. And also I train myself to new uh, skills. I think I understand better data engineering now because even if it's not really the part I'm working on, I learn JCP with this, some part of it, yes. So you learn JCP, you learn data engineering, you also learn marketing and uh, social media marketing in particular. What else did you learn? I learned that even if you are a very good developer without marketing, you are nothing. <laughs> there is also some indie hackers that say, just launch before building. So they, they do a landing page, with a newsletter and they see if people are interested. And if they do, they build. And I actually uh, met someone who did this and he validated his idea like that. So yeah, 
it uh, really depends. And I forgot, sorry, the question at the beginning. Yes, yeah, so the question was what kind of new skills did you pick up? So BCP, uh, data engineering, social media marketing, idea validation, what else? I think that's also quite a lot. That's already a lot, but maybe there is more. Like you said, uh, you already knew web development to some extent, right? So when you were building the landing pages. Yes. And also, like at first, I built the landing page, but that was a skill I already had. And uh, after when we made a few sales, we were able to build some templates. So now for next project, I can build faster because I have a very nice uh, template already done. Because the website I did before was kind of quick to do, but they are not very awesome. Mm -hmm. At least I don't find them beautiful, but it's the best I did. Because uh, also something I learned, I think I learned about new tools, like using more Photoshop. Yeah, it's a tool I use a lot, but uh, I'm still at the very beginning of learning. Did you ever need to use Photoshop at IBM? Sometimes I use it for IBM, yes. Okay, so I guess this is uh, another useful skill you picked up that you can use at work, right? Yeah, but I use it not so much for clients, but some for uh, internal projects sometimes, mm -hmm. yes. Okay, and how do you balance your work at IBM within the hacking? Is it difficult? Because I, uh, I guess uh, like, at work, like if you work from nine to five, then at the end, you might be exhausted. And then you have other projects to work on. So how do you find energy to do this? I think it's uh, like every patient. I mean, if I told you I love horses, do I say equitation? No. I'm not sure about the word. Is horses, it correct? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Horses. Yeah, if I told you I love to do uh, horses, then you say, okay, wow, that's a passion, it's great. Uh, or I love dancing, I do two hours uh, every two days, etc. It's uh, very common to have uh, hobbies like that. Uh, mine is a building project, so I don't see it as uh, exhausting. For me, it's like I'm motivated to work on it, actually. So it's not, okay, my work day is finished, oh, I have to work again. I don't see it as a work. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I think... Essential, like if you want to do uh, Hindi hacking, in addition to your work, you have to be passionate about it. Okay, so that's your hobby, right? It gives you energy. So at the end of the working day, you might be tired, but you start working on your side projects and you get energy from this. Yes. And if I don't, I just you don't, don't do the, yeah. Because you don't have to, right? <laughs> because sorry you don't have yeah, to i work. don't have to i don't yeah yeah that's where the independent this indie part comes into place right so you don't own anything anyone right because you don't have funding you don't have investors then nobody is pushing you to actually work except for only yes. you Let's see i think it could be different if i had a successful uh, service mm -hmm. used by a lot of users probably there is some client support and we had to yeah, we could have to manage time, but uh, this is not our, our case. So we'll see later <laughs> for yeah. that. Okay. And I saw a tweet from you. So that is actually, it was a reply. So the, the tweet that you replied to was, do you have a list of Micra SaaS ideas? And you replied that, of course, there are many on your list. 
So maybe can you tell us, first of all, what is a Micra SaaS? It's Micra Software as a Service, right? What is this? Is this what we discussed, right? So all these things that you built are Micra uh, Software as Services projects. Yeah, I don't know if the term Micro is uh, important, but yeah, I have uh, a lot of ideas. I have my uh, Notion list with a to-do list. Of course, I, I won't build them all. But um, yeah, what I have as a, an idea is to, I work on a project. If it works, well, that's cool. I can improve it. If it doesn't, I start a new one. So as I said, and now I'm working on, the, on some Twitter tools to make better analytics of uh, your data. So this is one I will launch. There are other on my list. Uh, I won't tell, not because it's confidential, but because I don't know if I will launch one day. But th there is one actually I can tell you about is a, a blog creation. It's called aboutstartup.io. And this is very new. I did the launch today. You will probably see mm. a tweet. And uh, the idea of it is I wanted to interview other people that do uh, indie hacking or that build uh, some companies, even if it's a small one, but uh, in order to inspire people and also say there is not only successful people, uh, it takes time and it's okay. When you start to do indie hacking, you shouldn't think, okay, I will be a millionaire at the end of the year or something like that. Uh, I think this is not a, a good way to think because it's very hard. Yes, so I want to share some story. And this is something I wanted to do for a long time. So I just started. Okay, great. Looking forward to seeing this. But this is a blog post. Uh, this is a blog, right? So it's yeah, it's a, a, a website with a bunch of articles. Mm, it's not a software as a service thing. Uh, no, yes, exactly. I'm not. So how can you earn money with this? Or it's uh, more like a just fun project? project I think dollars. it's. It's a fun project, but also there are some people that earn money with blogs. There is several ways. Like imagine you have a blog, you talk about cars a lot, so you can find sponsor. Mm -hmm. I would say, okay, I am a car. Can you write an article about my car? Mm -hmm. So that's a way of earning money. You can also monetize with ads or also with affiliation. That's several ways. I see. Interesting. Well, you said you don't want to talk about particular ideas that you have on the list, and that's understandable. But uh, maybe you can tell us how these ideas ended up on your list. Like, where do you get ideas from? Yeah, so sometimes I'm trying to do something, and I say, oh, but uh, this doesn't work well. Uh, how can I do something else? Exactly like CryptoPI. I was on my computer looking at chart oh, this takes me too much time. Uh, how can I reduce this time? So I Googled it and I didn't find uh, any solution to fix my problem. So I said, okay, it doesn't exist. I will build it because I have the skills also. I mean, if I don't like the bread in my city, I, <laughs> I won't create my bread. <laughs> I see. So it mainly comes from your frustrations or from the limitations of other tools 
So there is a tool that solves a problem, but it doesn't solve it in a way that you want. And you see, okay, like there is, it's possible to make it better. And you take this idea down, you take a note of this. Yes, exactly. That's exactly mm-hmm. what we did. The exception is for uh, Unreal Me. It was really just because we saw other uh, computers that validated the ID and say, okay, maybe we can earn a few money with it. So mm-hmm. that was different. Okay. So what are your plans? So you said you are about to launch this about startup.io today, yeah. right? Then you have a Twitter analytics tool. Yeah. Mm, what else uh, should we expect from you in the future? <laughs> or you don't know yet? I don't know. Tell us. Okay. <laughs> I don't know yet. It depends. Because I like to share my results. And not only, hey, I'm successful, but also, as I said, you have to show uh, failure. I think I like to be transparent. And um, doing this, there is uh, one person uh, that contacted me and say, okay, uh, about CryptoPi, uh, I have a crypto uh, audience. Can you uh, do a telegram for me when every time I trade, my audience see what I bought mm-hmm. or sold? And so this is the kind of opportunity that you don't expect at first, but this happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. So you what you say is you plan to work on your existing projects a little bit and then maybe there are some new ideas that you will have and maybe you will launch them too right yes and i think it's very common that you have an id and then you start to build it and you say okay maybe i can do differently and so you change your mind Mm -hmm. and the way you do this so let's say you have an idea on this list that you haven't started working on yet. So how do you go from this idea on the list to actually launching it? What are the steps? First, also, I I talk with my friends and we evaluate if there is uh, really a need, if there is a lot of uh, competitors, for example, then we don't want to build just to build, again, except maybe for Unreal Me, but because we could build it very quickly. So yeah, we evaluate and we say, okay, do I need this? Yes. Will other people uh, will need it? Probably. And uh, do we have the skills to do it? Yes. So, okay, we can build it. Mm-hmm. That's what happened also with the Twitter tools because so I tweet a lot and uh, I see that the Twitter analytics tool is uh, very bad. Uh, at least I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it's helpful, but uh, there is a lot of information I can get from it. So I wanted uh, my own tool. I know some other tools exist, but um, they all have a different offer. And I think I offer something different. Uh, at least I build it on my own way. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, interesting. And yeah, so since you mentioned Twitter and you also said, correct me if I'm wrong, that you started your Twitter account in summer last year, summer 2022, yes. right? And now you recently tweeted that you have 10,000 followers. So it means like you got 10,000 followers in half a year, right? Yes, exactly. It's a very impressive result. So how did you do this? I think I started this in June and I had 11 followers <laughs> because uh, 
I had the account for a few years, but I didn't use Twitter before. I guess one day I subscribed and never came back. And uh, yes, this summer I had an interesting uh, conversation with someone who said, uh, who told me about uh, personal branding and also because he created some companies too. And he told me if you create one project and you create an Instagram for this project, then you create another project, you can put in trash the audience that you build for the first one. And I wanted a continuity. Uh, the common things between all your projects is you, actually. So I say, okay, that's true. And I, I want to share with people what I do. So I do data, I do indie hacking. So I'm talking about both. And it seems uh, people like it. Otherwise, they will, would not yeah, yes. if they didn't like it. Or, or maybe they click it. Accidentally. Accidentally. <laughs> <but, laughs> <laughs> but yeah, accidentally, maybe one or two, but not 10,000. I hope so. <laughs> well, what do you think people in your post like more? Posts about data science or posts about indie hacking or something else? I think it uh, works better with data science because people can more identify to it. Uh, when I share like courses or uh, some use cases, I think I got more interaction from it. But I don't build my Twitter only strategically. So Andy Hacking is an important part of my life and I want to share about it. So I choose not to uh, go all in on data and to talk about the two subjects. And I see that there is a question from Kevin. The question asks if there is any way to connect with you. So are your DMs in Twitter open? Uh, yes. Okay. You can. So then we will have the link to your Twitter account in the description, and then you can just contact Pauline. And also, you are in the Data Talks Club Slack, right? So that's another way to contact you. Yes, I had some times uh, before <laughs> successfully connect because, but it was very personal. It was because of my computer, but uh, mm -hmm. at the end, uh, I reached it. Yeah. You don't use Slack at IBM, do you? Uh, yes, we do. Uh -huh. And that was exactly the, the point. I thought it was a conflict if I use Slack mm -hmm. for other uh, not IBM spaces, but actually it works. So mm -hmm. that's great. Okay. Good. Because uh, you recently posted, uh, you made a post in general saying Happy New Year, right? Something like that. Yes, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Happy New Year too. <laughs> okay. And then another question from Kevin is if you know, Peter Levels. Do you know who Peter Levels is? Uh, yeah, I know him, but not personally. I mean, I saw his account, yeah. Okay. What does he but do? He's an aspiration. He's an Andiacker that builds, I think, around 70 projects. And a few of them became successful. I think he, he built one project that is called Interior AI. Sorry for the English accent but uh, it's a website where you can generate by some uh, new interior for your interior dot interior .io, you said right oh i'm not sure about the link maybe you'll just send, uh, send us the link later yeah so yeah you send uh, a picture of your apartment and uh, you, it generates new uh, decorations so is the one i was talking uh, earlier 
I got the inspiration for in Realme. He was the one I saw his project was working and I said, okay, it works for him. Why don't I try it? So I tried it. Okay, cool. But I wasn't uh, as successful, of course, but uh, <laughs> because he has a big audience and he was the first and he did it very well. So, But I guess also for Peter, maybe wasn't successful from the first attempt, probably took a few trials before something took off, right? Yes, he shared at least recently, I think it was 70 projects that he did. Mm -hmm. And I think he make a living of four of them, maybe five, I don't know. Okay, so if you shoot many arrows to your target, then a few of them probably will hit it, even if you're a bad archer. Yeah, I think the more you build, the more chances you have to be successful. Do you have any book or other resource? that you can recommend to the listeners? About data, there is a two words data sense that I really love because it's a, it's a blog where they share a lot of use case of data, something I read really frequently. But I, I don't read much, so I don't have a lot of books yet to recommend. Mm -hmm. And One I can, if you want inspiration about India King, of course, about startup.io is very cool. <laughs> okay, so that's the resource you recommend to check. Because I guess for the, when we will release this recording as a mm -hmm. podcast about startup.io will already be live. So we will also include yeah. the link in the description. So that's the resource you should go to if you want to learn more about indie hacking. Cool. Anything else you wanted to talk about but we forgot to mention? I think we talked about pretty much everything. Okay, then I guess we should be wrapping up. So thanks, Pauline. It was a pleasure having you here. We postponed the stream a couple of times. Finally, we met. Yes. Again, we had some technical difficulties. So this time we used StreamYard. But yeah. It's the true, important but... thing, yeah, important thing is we actually did this finally. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks for sharing your experience. As you said, it's very important to share the experience, even though some things didn't work maybe in the way you expected them to work, but it's still important to share this. So thanks for doing this. Thank you for inviting me. It was very great to be here. And it was my very first podcast, to be honest. <laughs> ah, that's cool. So you will <laughs> remember this. I, I did one, but without the video. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay. Second one, it's also fine. Yeah. Okay, then thanks, Pauline. Thanks, everyone, and see you soon. See you. Happy Goodbye. Bye.